What's up? This is Jeff. Right now you're tuned in with Cloudy Conversations. Let's get into it. So we're back with another episode of Cloudy Conversations. Today's guest is Jeff, owner of Fine Line Auto, as well as a real estate investor. Uh, welcome to the show. How you doing? Now, um... Like many of our guests this season, you are from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So just tell me um, a little bit about yourself growing up there and, you know, how the city was, uh, you know, growing up in the city played in your life. Yeah, um, well, you know, born and raised in Harrisburg, like many of us are from the surrounding areas. Um, I would say growing up, it's pretty cool. I mostly grew up on the hill, but I was a bad young boy. I was all over. Riding my bike in area everywhere I ain't supposed to be, <laughs> but um, I mean it was pretty much. I don't went to what like school wise and stuff. I don't went to like every school from Roland to Camp Curtin to Downey to who else? Uh, I don't went to like every school, like all of them. So. I mean, and do you uh, think you being like going to different schools, played a role in you being so like all over the city? Like I don't know all these kids probably, already. Yeah, so I think like, that's what it is because it was like at a point in time I was going to Camp Curtin, so I was uptown, and then I was going to Rowland, and then I was going to Downey, then I was going to Lincoln. So it's like I was just really in every little out, pocket yeah, every city. school, every little pocket. And I mean, you know, the city only but so big, so mm -hmm. it ain't hard to know everybody, for real. especially at that age when you just running around. Where you went to sports at that age, or you just like to just kind of be outside? Uh, no, nah, I did play basketball. I played like AAU, you know what I mean? The AAU circuit, you know, that's always been big. I played, I never played for like Harrisburg or nothing like that, but I did play for teams and, you know what I mean? Like the little leagues and stuff that they would have. And did you like, like sports, or that's just something you did kind of like as a kid keep you preoccupied? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. Like, you know, everybody got a basketball dream or something like that they going through but i don't know i feel like i kind of noticed early in life like i ain't going to know NBA, <laughs> so i kind of was like i mean i was okay like i wasn't bad like any team i played for i got ticked so it's like yeah like any team i played for i played but i just it wasn't like yeah it yeah wasn't like it wasn't really like thing. yeah and then once i started getting older and i started like i was like i am yeah. yeah i heard running every day yeah like i'm cool that is just you know what i mean now, um, like we said, you, you're from Harrisburg, you kind of had the same influence as growing up around here as far as like things to do. But I think one thing that plays a major role in your story is the actual male role models that you had in your life at a young age kind of giving you game and um, influencing you. So um, how did having those role models help kind of like change your mindset to yeah. what it might have been known as a kid to kind of get you like, oh, snap, the world's so much bigger? Um, I, would, I would just say, believe it or not, I mean, most of, like, my uncles and some, like, they was in jail or in and out of jail, but it was, like, they used to just always tell me, like, like, don't be in the streets. Like, don't, like, you, like, look at me, like, you see what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> no matter how much money you get and how much you, like, this is the result, like, you know what I mean? So I felt like that, and then me too, you gotta think, their generation is different versus our generation now, like, coming up, it's like, it's so many different ways to make money. Like, I know people that was in high school making money off of selling sneakers, like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You know, remember when that era was popping, yeah, sneaker that. releases, like, like it ain't, I, and that's another thing I be trying to show people, and I'm like, bro, selling drugs is not the only way to get some you know money. what I mean? I know people that never touch some drugs a day in their life and they up more than people that's been trapping all their life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know what I mean? And with seeing your uncles going to jail and them kind of telling you, do you think that's all the, the influence that you need more so than uh, you going out there and finding out the hard way, like, all right, they was right. Like, yeah. I really probably shouldn't be doing this. No, I would say it's like a mixture of them too. And you know what I mean? It was other like homies and stuff that I had that was actually like older people that I knew that was actually no. out and living, you know what I mean? Owning businesses and stuff like that too. So I'm not going to say that I didn't have other, you know what I mean? I just had a bunch of, I didn't even want to say I really had a bunch of influence or role models. I mean, I did, but at the same time, 
it's kind of like you just got to be smart and pick and choose like you like you know that's wrong or you know this is right like you know what I mean? you just gotta take a look at everything and everybody and just be like oh all right, they got that going that's cool you know what i mean and uh, like what age do you think you kind of developed this personality of being able to like learn from others experiences and not necessarily having to go through a situation and know like yeah. that's not for you um i would say I wouldn't really say it's a age. I would really say it's more so going through experiences mm-hmm. and then noticing like, all right, yeah, this ain't for me. Or going, you know what I mean? Everybody go through something that make them change or I'm not going to say change, but just make them realize to yeah. Like it could be even something little. Not saying it got to be a, a tragic situation. It could be something that's just simple and little. You'd be like, oh yeah, I ain't fooling with that no more. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. might be a better idea to do next time. Do you think your life maybe would have turned out the same or maybe even on this path if you didn't have, like, the experiences as far as, you know, early saying, all right, that's not for me, as well as your uncle saying, you know, bro, like, this, fall back, follow your own path? Um, um, that's like a hard question, honestly. Well, I ain't gonna say it's a hard question, but it's like, I don't know, that's like a question where it's just like one of them... That's like anybody, like, I just feel like, like, your plan, like, you might got your vision, but you don't really know where it's going to go, like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like blind faith, you just stick to something, like, you just be like, alright, this is what I'm on, this is what I'm rocking, now, I will say, probably, like, if I didn't have that, I probably would have been gone, I mean, I was already bad, so, like, who knows, you know what I mean, that's like, when you say bad, you mean like you were just pretty much you said you were just outside all the time? Yeah, like I was always getting suspended from school, like bad. Like I got expelled from Harrisburg School District. At what age was that? That was when I was in like seventh grade. Oh, okay. so like yeah, sixth, seventh grade. That's kind of still middle school issue. Yeah, like middle. It was like the end. It was at like seventh grade. And then that's when I got sent over to uh, Lincoln when it was like, yeah, they wear the uniform <laughs> and all that, like Lincoln Lions. And then. The next year, I was supposed to go to William Penn, but I never went because that's when they shut it down and they just sent everybody everywhere. But being as though I got expelled from Harrisburg School District, I couldn't even go to the high for the when they sent all the kids up there. So I was trying to go to, you know, East to handle, like using family members' addresses and stuff. They like, nah, you're not coming here. (laughs) Then I ended up going to, um, it's a school called uh, River Rock. It's, it's kind of like a Braxis, but it's like across the river. But that joint, to me, that joint ain't no Braxis. Them joints was weird. Like, yeah, it was like, I don't know. I say, what was the, the experience like going from, you know, being in your neighborhood, Harrisburg School District? I feel like that's what it did for me, honestly, because when I went over there, like, I was trying to go to, like, East and the Hannah's, you know, them's the popping schools. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm telling my mom, like, oh, See if I'm so and so let me use her. Like I'm trying to go there, mm-hmm. but then once I went, I mean I kind of feel like it worked out for the better. Cause the only scooter that I ended up after I went to the River Rock, it's like a little. It was basically like a Braxis. You got times to go. Like that joint was nutty for real. Like you gotta get on a van and all. You know what I mean? Like it was like the same thing. Like yeah, it was like a little program. That joint was nutty. So from there, I ended up going to uh, Mechanicsburg. Which that's, I feel like that's like, I mean, it was still, I feel like it took me out the environment because it's like I was over there. I mean, I was still doing dumb stuff over there for a minute. But then after a while, it just became like, it's different over there. Like, the the school system's different over there. Like, I remember when I first went there, I'm like, yo, they got a pool in their school. Like, that's that. Yeah, like they got a pool in this. Like, it was just different over there. I'm like, and then as I started going over there, I mean, I didn't really have many friends. Like I had some people I was cool with, but I'm like, all right, like this is different. And then I don't know, I just, I just, I, I'm glad it happened because it kind of took me out that environment that we got it showed you got Like I was still coming like every day, get like, I came home from school. It's like, dang, I'm just at the crib now. Like I ain't got no transportation here. Like I used to try to get rides and stuff to see my mom. She like, nah. You, you're not going you, you go there on the weekend yeah. so then but when the weekend came I'm like I'm out okay. like I don't you know what I mean I'm not staying around here no that makes sense and probably like you said that probably is like 
what's for your better greater good in the yeah. end being around your experiences shit like you said you walk in their school and they got a pool like probably yeah, just little stuff shit like, like that, that. Like, yeah, yeah. cause I'm thinking like, like damn they had a pool in the school like that would have been kind of yeah. lit we, more people would have know how to fucking yeah, not swim not even like, just that their education system good too I mean I'm I'm not gonna lie in school I was like a C&D student I wasn't really the brightest I mean I wasn't dumb, dumb but, but you just I just schooled me like I was one of them kids in school I didn't really I'm like man listen fuck this shit I'm not going to college I wasn't thinking about it like I mean not saying it's a bad thing but, you knew but I just I just knew it wasn't for me I'm like I barely like school so why would I go spend money to go to school like that's just wild to me when people do that like you know teachers own now what do you think at that age was probably one of the biggest lessons that you learned before you transitioned out of high school to kind of put you on that trajectory what you mean like, like more so like I wouldn't want to say like yeah, the event that happened, but like maybe I guess probably kind of answer that with saying when you went over to Mechanicsburg and you got the experience yeah. to see that that kind of opened up your mind to um, the possibilities. Now, when you were in high school, where that's when you were working for like the the detail shop. Yeah, well, I didn't even. It wasn't. It was really when I graduated. Okay, so after you transitioned. Yeah, like after I got, like when I was in high school, like I was working, but it was. Like, I played basketball there, but okay. then, like, 10th grade came, and I kind of just faded off of it. Like, I ain't even, I'm just like, man, I ain't, like, I just, like, ever since then, I remember it was, like, 10th grade, I just faded off of basketball. I'm like, man, I ain't worried about me. And then from there, like, I was working and stuff. Like, I worked at, like, you know, the normal jobs, teenager, like, UPS, but I always was quitting jobs though. Like I could never like my resume was super long. I'm like, man, this is slave. Like I ain't like I had that mindset so early. Like I tell people, it's nothing wrong with working a job. But I for me, it just ain't for me. Like it was just like slave work to me. So I just always <laughs> quitting jobs, yeah. going back and forth. And then after you got out of high school, is when you found like the the body shop work, and you kind of obviously stayed in that lane a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so what was like the benefit to working actually being in the shop, seeing how things were going? Yeah. Well, I was at my homie uh, D Wood. Mm -hmm. I know you know he he actually worked at Brenner Nissan, and he had told me he like yo they got a car wash position at my job. You want it? I'm like yeah, like <laughs> so. I mean, I already like detailed cars, like cleaned them on the side, but I really wasn't like because I was working like little warehouse jobs and stuff like that. And then he told me about that, and I'm like, all right. So I was working in a regular car wash, and then from there, like a detailing position came open in the actual body shop, and that's when I like got transferred over there. And then, you know, what I mean, I just was observing stuff like, like the R and I, like them tearing down the cars, them painting the cars, like. I never seen that stuff until I worked in the body shop. Then I just, you know what I mean? I wasn't being trained on it or nothing, but just me just seeing, seeing it, it just was making me interested. Like, oh, all right, cool. And did you also see, like, the, the how the car game works? Like, you like, we can fix it, we can sell it, like, Yeah, yeah, pretty it. much there. I mean, I've always, like, bought little buckets and stuff and sold them. It's just, I, but at that time, I wasn't thinking, like, yeah, I'm gonna have a double chip. Like I'm gonna have a, you know what I mean? I was just thinking, I'm just it's trying to make money right here. now. Like I ain't worried about, you know what I mean? So, um, when did you? Well, cause you like you said you always kind of had a thing for cars and everything. So what would be the first car that you bought to sell before night before the dealership came to you? First car, I don't, I don't even remember. Like the first car I bought. To sell. Matter of fact, I remember I bought. I was working at Brenner. I bought this Crown Vic off of somebody. <laughs> Y'all gave him like six hundred dollars for this junk. That junk was horrible though. Like that car was just. Oh. It was all bad on it. I I swore I was gonna fix that junk so much that I ended up just selling it for like what I paid for it just to get rid just of it. Get rid of it because it was yeah. too much. So you like the kind of big cars that would be a project, like on a personal tip, like that fix up? No, like I would get project cars, but that's usually like for me. Okay. Usually cars I'm trying to flip, I'm trying to get the cars. Like at that time, I was trying to get them at least running, driving, inspected so I can, you know what I mean? Buy a little 15, try to sell it for 3500 or okay. something. Okay, like, a little quick flip. Yeah. So then um, when you're working in a detail shop, how long were you working like for the, the, the car wash and everything before you kind of 
Starting to transition to your own thing. It wasn't long. It was probably like, well, I didn't start like, I mean, I was doing stuff on the side, but I didn't start my, like, everything with the fine line until like 2019, 2018, 2019. But I worked at, I worked at Brennan, I worked at a bunch of different dealerships though, like, I mean, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, but I was more so like just soaking up the game. Like a lot of people don't know that. Like I worked at Brenner Nissan. I worked at Sun Motors, Audi and Porsche. So you worked Yeah, Brenner, like actually. I worked at the Maserati dealer. I worked on a Carlisle Pike at um, Faulkner Dodge Jeep Fiat, yeah. like the one that's all yeah. over. I worked on Paxton at, uh, at uh, Faulkner Volkswagen. Okay. Like, I worked at Turner Key on Eisenhower. Like, I was yeah, just hopping, but I didn't care, though, because <laughs> in my, like, my mind frame, I had that mind, like, it's nothing to get a job. Like, something happened to me right now tomorrow when I got this job. They're going to put out an ad and say, now hiring right, tomorrow. Sure. So it's like, I didn't care. Like, I was hopping around. It didn't look good on my resume, but I didn't care. I was just going to different ones, getting the game. Like, all right, cool. All right, this is how the detail department go. Dang. This is how the parts department go. Then at the same time, I was getting the plugs too because I'm like, all right, so this is who the dealer orders their parts from. And you know, you go to the dealer, they, you know what I mean? But I'm like, all right, who do they order their parts from? Now I got their lines apart. You know what I mean? Like, I was pretty, yeah, like I was pretty much just soaking in the game so that that way when I went on my own, I had enough knowledge to, you know what I mean? All right. Yeah, so you should write 2018, 2019 is when the process for Friday night started. So how did that happen? Like, did you have to get licenses, get permits? Yeah. Like, what really did you have? Did you know what to start at? Like, yeah. I mean, I honestly didn't know where to start. Well, before, like once it got to a point where it was like, I was working like a warehouse job. And I just, I kept quitting jobs and stuff. I'm like, yo, this ain't it. Like for a minute, I wasn't even working. I just was thugging it like, I ain't, it is what it is. Right. But then I had got a, a, a temp job at the depot. And that's where, you know, the depot be paying that good they bread. That money so they was paying that bread. I was just stacking it all. Like, when I say stacking it, I mean, I wasn't, like, I wasn't even eating lunch on break or nothing. Like, I was bringing little cereal and stuff from the crib. Like, I was stacking it. I'm like, yo, all the money. And it was a temp job, too. Temp. So it's like, you would work. Two, three weeks, and they'd be like, oh, we ain't really got no work. We're going to send you to this building. So I, I didn't know how long it was going to last. So I'm like, I got to, you know what I mean? Work. Yeah. So, and that's when I was actually still working there. Then when I put in my two weeks, I was like, I ain't even tell, like, I really was just ready to quit, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to leave the right way this time. So mm-hmm. I put in my two, well, I was getting the final, like the process to start the dealership at my first location was it took at least like five, six months. Yeah. But the whole, like I used to be at work. Working. Like working, filing stuff, sending stuff to the state. Like I was at work doing everything. Like, but I just knew like, like, yeah, like, I'm done with this. Like this and like I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I already don't really got nothing. So <laughs> if I if I quit this job and jump out to go on my own and I fail. I don't went. I don't went and got fifteen different jobs already. It's nothing yeah. to fill out an application and get another job. Like yeah. it's, it's just what it is. That's the way the world works. And did you have the name off rip, or that's something that like came to you? Nah, honestly, it was actually a detailing. Like at first, I wanted to do a detailing like garage, mm-hmm. but anybody that detail knows detailing is hard work. <laughs> so I was like, I was like detailing, cool. But then, what? Like, my first name, like, I still got the name patented and everything. It was called Quality Sponge. And that was, that was like, my detailing job. Like, I got the business. I still got the business cards and all. Oh, okay. But then I'm like, nah, I'm going to try to get a dealer's license. I mean, I had a little bit of money. And I'm like, well, let's try to see. And then I started doing stuff like, like, I knew people that were selling cars. But, I mean, you go to some people, they give you the information. Some people might not give you the information. So it was pretty much like... I was going to certain people. They was giving me little bits and pieces, but they wasn't really trying to give me a rundown on it. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll take what I get. So I started going to the, I didn't even have a dealer's license and I was going to the auctions. Just, you know what I mean? I feel like you got to observe and see how stuff works for yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't have a dealer's license, but I'm still going to the auction. I wasn't buying nothing. I'm just in there watching what's going on, watching, learning the screens and all that stuff like that. 
so it's five to six months. And in that five to six months, were you also looking for the location as well? Or that was just literally getting the paperwork? Yeah, well, first, at first I had to find, once I found a location, which was over on uh, 27th and Gary, it wasn't even really, well, I mean, you've seen that spot before. That's not even really a car lot for real. Yeah, it was more like a But I knew, that it, I knew that it would work for the requirements because, you know, you got to go through the state zoning. So I did that first before I even, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I spent money on that, but I didn't know. I could have spent my money on it, but like, yo, this ain't going to work for zoning and stuff. But I knew it was all, somebody already had it as a garage before. So I'm like, it got it. You know what I mean? It, it should work. It. Yeah, so I did that. And then after I got the, because you got to have a location before you even start the process and everything. Okay. So once I got the location, you know, I started all that. It was probably like five months. And then I just, I mean, I had the building. So I was just detailing cars and stuff. Like every day I got off of work, I just was detailing cars and stuff. Just, you know what I mean? I had to make money to still pay. pay the I still rent, had to pay you know the rent for the building, pay the light. Like, and I ain't even selling a car or nothing yet. And I still got to pay the rent and all that. So. I just was thugging it out. I'm like, this, it is what it is. Like, if I spend all my money on this, at least I tried. Try. And was it any, like, bumps in the road as far as, like, with the paperwork, with that process? Oh, like- yeah. I tried. At first, like, they got, like, people that you could pay to do it. I mean, they charge a good chunk of money. Like, they charge, like, 25, 3 grand. Like, it all depends on, like, what you're trying to set up. But they'll set it up for you. But I remember, I tried to do the paperwork myself at first. <laughs> Being cheap, I try to do the paperwork, send it in. And when you send it in, you gotta you pay the application, you like eight, nine hundred dollars. You gotta pay. They send my job back, like, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong. I'm like, dang, I should have just paid them people the first time to do it. So then I ended up going back to them. I mean, there's a couple different people that do it. I ended up just paying them. They set everything up for me. I had to pay them even more to do it. Because you fucked it up the first yeah, time. Yeah, because I should have just did it. You know, but you know, I ain't really I you ain't I got a certain amount of bread. I'm trying to crunch all this in. Like, I'm like, you know what I mean? So I did that. But then after I did that, the process finally got rolling. You know, they was emailing me, talking to me like, hey, you got to go downtown, get this, pay for this, get a money order. You know what I mean? They start. Then I'm like, all right. yeah, it's kind of like a relief. I'm like, all right, we're getting somewhere. And now, like, even though, money working. Yeah, like, even though we four months in, we getting somewhere. And then finally, I remember it was in a... Uh, it was June, it was June uh, twenty. It was June of twenty nineteen, and I got my uh, dealer's license, and that's when I remember they called me. I was at work. They called me. The lady, she's like, "Hey, she's like Jeff. We got your tags here. You know, you're able to go to the auctions now and do business." I was just sitting there for a minute. I'm like, "Can't believe it." Yeah, like it was like a. So I'm sitting there, and that's when I was working at the Navy Depot. I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, all right. Well, no, nah, she had called me, but during work, you know, you can't have your phone out on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I heard the message, like, when she called, and I called her back, you know, set up the time to go pick everything up. And then that same day, like, it was like the middle of the day. I just put in my two weeks <laughs> in the job. I know they was like, what? it was just random. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm putting my two weeks in. Well, no, nah, I'm lying. I worked for like another week. And then, matter of fact, I had like called off to go to the auction and stuff. I'm like, this ain't going to work. Like, I need to be able to. So I just, I just called off. I mean, I put in the two weeks. I still went to work for like a week. I like was going to the auction. I had bought like one car. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you know, when you're in the car game, the auctions is every day in the morning. Like, you can't work a job and make it to the, it's just not going to happen. So I told myself I was turning, uh, it was when I turned 21, matter of fact. In August, well, my birthday is August 1st, so 20, I was like, that was in June. I told myself, like, June when I got everything up, I told myself, I was like, man, I was like, August, my birthday, I'm quitting. Like, I mean, I had already quit, but I'm like, come my birthday, I'm like, I'm going all the way in. Like, ain't no backlash. I mean, it was kind of easy. People always ask me, like, you just quit your job. It was kind of easy for me, though. I tell them, you know, everybody, like, I already was hopping job to job. So it was nothing to just like, too, so. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it was nothing. Like, I'm already quitting this job, going to this job, quitting. I'm like, this time I'm quitting. I'm going 
work for myself. Like that's a big, yeah, very big, big difference. Yeah. Then after that, I just start going crazy. Like I remember August, I sold like nineteen cars. Like, damn. Like I just went crazy. Like the stuff still be popping up on my Facebook. Like you the can't me- like it. the memories and stuff. But I just and from there, it just the ball was rolling. I want to talk more about the actual purchasing of the cars and like how that works. So like you said, you first went to the auction and there you observed. So then when you started being able to purchase, like, did it, since you observed, did you kind of have less anxiety, but still was like, how am I to like this? What if he bids and he bids? Like, I I mean, I kind of knew how it worked from going, you know what I mean? I went with like people that I know, like other homies that got dealers. I just didn't have my own, like, it was different once I got my own because now it's like, all right, I'm going in here. Like, I'm not buying under nobody. I'm not like, this is all me. Like, mm-hmm. so I went. I mean, I knew how the process worked. Like, I remember the first car I bought, the first auction car I bought was a, um, I bought an XC90, the Volvo truck. Okay. That was one of the first cars I bought. I bought it at Harrisburg Auto Auction. Like, that was one of the first cars I bought in the business name, ready to put it out on a lot. I bought that John. That John is John. Yo, that joint was junky. Like I ended up just selling it for what I paid for it. Like just that, you know what I mean? I was learned. Like I tell a lot of people, when you buying and flipping on the side, it's different when you get in this lane. Like it's like right now, the market is crazy right now. So if you don't know how to buy, like you can like put yourself over the edge right Mm -hmm. now. The way these prices is on cars, you just gotta know how to buy. You know what I mean? adapt yeah. to the market you've been doing it in the pandemic yeah like so- from me doing it like i know what prices was before the pandemic and all that like i remember i go to the auction we go five six cars easily now you might check 20 cars and leave with none like that's just what it is you know what and I mean? is that just based off of the pricing or like the type of the car quality or yeah, it'd be the car quality the prices of the car sometimes you just i mean some it all depends like everybody like there might be sometimes I might overpay for a car, but I know that on my lot, that that car is a a good like that's a car that never lasts on my lot. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean you might be like yo you a thousand dollars over the book on that car, but I know that that car on my lot we it's sell them like it's nothing, so mm-hmm. it don't matter for real. And what are you looking for when it comes to cars? Because you know most people they're like oh a car got one hundred and eighty thousand miles, yeah. it's no good like. Like, when you're going to purchase these cars, like, what are some things that you check off? Because obviously, it's not you say you're moving with a business name, yeah. you're putting it out there with people driving, so you can be risking your reputation of being known as a sleazy yeah, car salesman. The name is everything, honestly. Like, I don't, I mean, I got, I probably got some bad reviews on my Google job, but I don't really have too many. Most of my customers, I try to help them in the most that I can. At the end of the day, I always tell them my car is a car. It don't matter if you go buy a brand new Lamborghini right now. I'll be seeing, like, you know, when I'll be online looking at a car, I'll be seeing brand new Ferraris and all with check engine lights on. Like, mm-hmm. a car is a car, no matter how much you pay for it. Even if it's, I know people that have bought brand new cars from a dealership with no miles on them and have problems with them. Yeah. They got ticket, like, it's a car. It's not a, you know what I mean? Like, it was made by, by a manufacturer line. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be some imperfections. It's just every car has got its own tweaks and you know what I mean? I just feel like as long as you take care of the car, it'll take care of you. That's what I was telling people. And as far as the miles go, people trip about miles. I just, I'll buy a car with higher miles because that means the car has been driven versus a car with super low miles. And you like, well, this is a 2010 with 60,000 miles on it. I don't want that car. car. What's wrong with that car? I'm gonna take this one that's a 2010 with a buck 80 on the dash because that means this car been driving. They've been, you know what I mean? And then the service history. Yeah, the accident, service, yeah. So. All that plays a role into whether or not this is a value car. Yeah. And, and like you said, you try to help people out as much as you can, but have there ever been any situation where you just can't please the customer? I would say, yeah. I mean, it's just, you can't please everybody. There's been. And when I say that, I mean like there's been situations where something might have happened to a car and the customer's like, want you to do this, do that. You might be like, listen, That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Treat every customer the same. Like, this is what I can do right here. 
Like, I just had a little situation. Somebody bought a, a, a as is car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even got the sign right there on the and wall. That's important all to vehicles know, sold, is. Yeah, all vehicles sold with 150 miles or more sold as is, no warranty. Now, we do have like extended plans that you could buy, but that's optional though. It's just mm-hmm. cars with them miles on it. You know what I mean? It's a used car. We just try to ensure that the engine, transmission is, you know what I mean? The main things is road safe. We do make sure we're not just selling lemons. We making sure that stuff's good, but. You they get some, yeah, like, you, yeah, you get some customers it. where something like an alternator or something go out and they just swear up and down. Like, I'm like, listen, if I buy a used car and the alternator goes out, I'm happy. Because yeah, it could have been a train. It could have been an engine train. Like, I'm very happy that the alternator went out. It just be little stuff like that. That happened like, on a newer car. Yeah, like, you might, that this happens. Yeah, like, you might offer the person, like, all right, listen. This is how much the part costs. I'll cover the part, you cover the labor. They be like, oh, you cover the whole thing. Or there's been times where I covered the whole bill and then customers still try to take you to court or something. Mm-hmm. People just, They're just know, trying to get it right. Yeah, like they just trying to get over it, but you know. But overall, like you said, you have a pretty good track yeah. record. Oh yeah, as far as track record though, overall, we definitely, like I keep track of all the, like out of a whole year, I keep track of, how many cars I had to, you know what I mean? I, we had to help this customer with a trans on this, help this customer with a fuel pump on this car. I keep track of all that because at the end of the year, if I sold 250 cars and I only had to help four customers, that's, that's a good year. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not a bad dealer because mm-hmm. I sold four bad cars out of 250 cars. Like, now, how many cars do you think you have sold this point under fine line? I definitely sold over a thousand cars for sure. Like, it's, I mean, the market changed now, so we kind of went down. Like, I was averaging, like, before the COVID and all that changed, I was definitely averaging at least, like, 15 to 20 cars a month. Like, that was good. And that's when I was all cash Mm -hmm. over at my old location. Like, I didn't have the stuff I got now, finance and everything like that. So, that you was really Yeah, like, I was really hustling it up. Like, I was all cash. Like, I mean, most of my cars were cheaper, too, like, Five grand and under, twenty five hundred, thirty five, forty five. You know what I mean? All my cars was really five grand and under, but I mean now we still do at least like twelve to fifteen cars a month. Got financing too, so yes, that I helps out. So. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Everybody don't got the money to just buy a car flat out cash. And when was the first time you seen one of your cars in traffic? Like with your tagline on the back, like. Um, you remember that first start seeing them around the city? Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember like what car it was, but yeah, I see them all the time now. Like, yeah, like that'd be like my motivation. I'd, I'd be trying to flood them. Like, I still be seeing them now. Like, I'll be seeing some cars. And one thing about me, I'm about consistency and always changing and going up a level. So, like, my stickers now is different from my old. Like, when I moved here, I got new stickers. Like, mm-hmm. I rebranded the logo a little bit and all that stuff. So I'll be seeing cars that I've been sold with the old logo oh, so it's still rolling. Like, so I, would, I mean, that'd be good. I'm like, dang, they still got that car. That was two years ago. Right. They still pushing in good condition. I mean, that's good. That's the that's the customers that I know going to come back because mm-hmm. I sold them a good car, which, I mean, I'm trying to sell everybody a good car. Well, that, that's definitely good. Now, you spoke on a little bit, but... How exactly, like, when the, we were in the peak of the pandemic, like, how did that affect, like, your business? Were you afraid of losing everything? Like, I ain't gonna say I was, I mean, I ain't gonna say I was afraid of losing it, because I was like, I mean, it just made me kind of, I'm like, dang, like, I just, like, I'm self employed now. Yeah. So it was like, but then again, I'm used to, like, like, I know what it's like that I have no job or nothing and still make things happen. So it's like, I wasn't really scared. I was just like, dang, I done went hard to get right here. Like, and then I remember during the pandemic, uh, people couldn't, like dealers couldn't sell cars for a minute. But being as though I was saving up money, it kind of, it helped me out because when the pandemic came, dealers couldn't sell cars, but the auction was still open. Mm-hmm. But dealers wasn't buying cars for real. So I was buying, like I was spending all my money on buying cars. Cause I, I just knew I'm like it's gonna break. I'm like I gotta buy a car. Like I literally spent all my money on cars. Like I didn't really have much money left. But I'm like, I got 15 cars though. Like I and I got them all for the low because the pandemic dealers were scared to buy. So they like, well, we can't sell cars. Why am I buying? And I was thankful enough to have the cash to be mm-hmm. able to buy some cars. 
So then, once that PPP money came and they flooded the block, I, I I was trying to get the PPP, but you know you had to be in business for a certain amount of years mm-hmm. and have a certain employees and all that. And so you were, you I were trying to risk it like the rest of the people. Yeah, like I'm like I'm not that ain't worth doing that. Then I lose everything. So I'm like I did it. Like when I did it, I think they gave me like I got like twenty eight hundred back. For for I mean it was something. I I bought a car with it. I just bought a little cheap car with it and started flipping it. But it's like I just be like, dang, like these businesses are getting 40, 50. I'm like, man. You just think of what you would have did. Yeah, like like it's kinda like putting it in the wrong hands. Like put it in the hands of somebody that's gonna make it do what it's supposed to do for real. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, but you know, I still made money though. Like once Dillers was able to sell. Venus Dog bought a bunch of cars during the closing downtime. I mean, it just it was kind of like blind faith for real. I just was like, I'm going to buy them. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to buy them. They cheap. Open back up. They, play. Play. they gone. So, obviously, you were at that first location for, what, like a year or so? Two years? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, because I, I moved here at this location at the beginning of 2021. Like, January 2021 is when I opened up here. So yeah, I was there for like, almost like a year and a half. And you were looking for the other locations, like you said, the first one, it was a garage more so, so you kind of like made it work, but you wanted the actual lot. Yeah, so like I wanted this. like the actual lot structure. I mean, where I was at, I made it work. Like, I just yeah, had numbers out that little location. But I'm glad I started that way because I, like you said, I analyzed and I looked at other car dealers downfalls like mm-hmm. they go out they get a big lot they get a floor plan they buy a bunch of cars cars ain't selling now you tapped out like mm-hmm. you gotta pay all that back so i'm like nah this is cool where i'm at i'm gonna stack my money up and then when i'm ready i'm gonna make the move like i'm not worried about what other moves people are making that's them i'm gonna make the move when i'm ready when i can afford it where if something happened i got the money to put myself back in position and when you came across this location, because you were looking for a couple different spots. Yeah, I like, was looking. I was looking for a good amount of time. But it's just a matter of, you know what I mean? Everything happened when it's, you know. And like you said, has, you're more pleased with the, the results you've been getting here. I know it's post-pandemic, yeah. but. Oh, no, yeah. I definitely, this is definitely. I always say everything happened the way it should have happened at the right time. Now, also, one thing that I feel like happens in your life, in addition to, you know, finally pushing yourself and just going all in as the entrepreneur, is you also became a father. So, how was it balancing the newfound fatherhood on top of starting a business? Like, how did that affect, um, you know, everything you had going on? Um, I feel like that was the same thing, like... During the time of me, you know what I mean, knowing I'm about to have a kid and stuff, I feel like that really sparked that, like, like you ain't got time to play around no more. Like, this is really, you know what I mean? I mean, I still had the ups and downs with it, but I just, it was more so like, you know what I mean? Like, this, like, the position I was in with it, I feel like that just made me go harder and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and what has really uh, father, fatherhood been like for you? It's been cool. I mean, my son three now, so he getting older and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm definitely, I definitely like, like him and I got a little brother too. So both of them, like, I'll be trying to, you know what I mean? Like my son, he be here. I mean, he's only three now, but right. I still be trying to like mm-hmm. show him, like he be trying to be cleaning the cars and stuff. But I just want to, once he's really to that age, I want to show him. So, like, when he in high school, he could be, like, self-employed, like, working here, like, yeah, like, making more money than you would make working a job or working for someone else. Like, that's really, like, my vision, too, to create that, you know what I mean? Instead of, like, like, I had to work and stuff. So pretty it's much like, laid a blueprint down. Yeah, like pretty much, yeah, laid a blueprint down. Like, I know how people be like, oh, that was given to you or your parents. Hey, that's cool. Sometimes I'll be seeing some kids that got multi-million dollar businesses passed down to them and their parents is rich. Hey, and if I can be, yeah, parents, you can't imagine like, my parents did what they had to do to be able to pass something down to me. Like, yeah, like, that's the goal. That. Yeah, that's the goal. So I hate, that's one thing I hate when people say that. They be like, oh, 
that was passed down to you or now it's a difference when some people acting like it wasn't passed down yeah. and like they grinded for it it's a big difference but there's some people that literally attended it like yo my parents owned this bro they passed it down to me I just learned it but their parents also groomed them as they was growing up to become to be able to handle that and that's pass important it down to yeah because they could pass it to them and they fuck with the whole family's business and right. now we in bankrupt we tapped out like yo we just gave it to you exactly your business that's what I'm saying. So, no, that's important. And I think it's also beneficial, especially being a black father, being able to provide that example, be in his life, show him like yeah. son, like, listen, I've been doing this for years. It's easy. The game is like, I think it's very different to you. I'm pretty sure he's going to, as he gets older and starts to understand, he's going to start to be like, yo, my dad's really dope. Like for him to be able yeah. to put that in my mind, plant them seeds, he's going to show me like you could tell me one thing but for you to be like look this is mine like yeah, and i started when at 21 20 years old so yeah. it's it's a great example as well as like your little brother kid. everybody do you do you because it's like you, you stick to yourself but you also have a group of friends like so when you told them you know what you was about to do what was their response to you know it's so crazy because I didn't really even tell nobody you didn't I just did it like I, I mean I told people like my mom knew like my grandma, my grandpa knew I told them. My grandma, she was like questioning, she's like, You sure you wanna do that? Like, like you just gonna quit. I'm like, man, listen, this is what I'm on. Like, mm -hmm. I'm she's like, all right, well, if that's what you wanna do. And I remember my grandpa too, he was like, You sure? He's like, like they wasn't doubting me, but yeah, you guys remember sure, they right? old school. So they come from, you know what I mean? Get all job, they know is get a job, hold it down. You know, that's like even now, my grandpa still now, when I be telling him, I be like, yeah, I can go buy this property or do this. He be like, what? but he's so, my grandpa, what, 76 years old? So it's like, he don't know like the way the game is now. And he like, lived in a time frame where Yeah, like, he lived in a time, so I just be trying to get them to understand, but they be seeing me doing it, so they I, they just be like, well, they probably, they might probably yeah, they that. probably be like, well, I guess he, he proven us wrong. Even though it's not that, I just understand the time that they grew up in. Like, it wasn't fabulous. Yeah, like it wasn't. They didn't have an iPhone they can make money off of and all like, you know what I mean? It's a whole different generation. And what has been the response from the community? Obviously, like you said, you've been selling cards, but like, just not even people coming to buy cards, like people just share your posts, like. Yeah, I mean, I guess some people when I share it, I, I'm be real, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, we not cool. Like you couldn't even share my post, listen. Anybody that watched me start from the from where I, where I started at to now, they should know. Like, they, you know what I mean? I don't really have to. I guess I should say I don't have to ask for other people's support. I'm not. I mean, I want the support, but I'm not pressed on it. At the end of the day, I'm gonna go where I need to go, regardless. And are you finding most of your customers are traveling from like either across the river or they're I mean, I get leads from, I mean, I got different things like Carfax okay. and, you know what I mean? I do like Facebook promotions and different stuff like that. So I get people coming from all over sometimes. Like people, you know what I mean? You just never know. People be coming from Lancaster, Harrisburg area, across the river, Lebanon. Like people come from all over. I've had a few people come from out of town, buy a car, like Maryland. Yeah, I've had like two people come from Maryland to buy a car. It's just all of, you know what I mean? And you just kind of spoke on it a little bit, but do you think like your marketing strategy plays a role in your success? Well, plays a major factor in success? Because like I said, you're, you're, I see it everywhere. Like from yeah. the Facebook ads to, like you said, you got car factor, constantly promoting, showing the yeah. behind the scenes of what you got going on. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, it, it costs to do business. That's the most I can, like, it, like, I know people, they be trying to, like, they be like, oh, I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying. If you want to get to a certain level, you're going to have to spend some money on something, like, and I mean, I just feel like I put a, because I'm not going to lie, at first, I used to not want to, I'm like, man, I ain't paying for that. I can, but then as I started paying for it and I started growing more, mm -hmm. I started noticing, like, all right, well, I got to pay for this because I got to put this in front of, like, Sometimes stuff got to get in front of the right people. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Me posting it on my Facebook is only going to show the Harrisburg area, which people that already know me. Like, I'm trying to get this in front of people that 
You know what I mean? I want it in front of everybody. Doctors, nurses, I don't care what you do. I want it in front of you. So sometimes you just got to pay for certain platforms to get it where you want to get it at. It's all an investment. Yeah. As I also mentioned, um, recently transitioned into the real estate game as well. Um, So how did that come about? Um, The real estate was really, it's something I always wanted to get into. It just was a matter of me, you know what I mean, getting the money, getting my money right and being in a position to do it, I should say. So a lot of people don't know, real estate, it, it eats up. Anybody that's in it and really doing it, it eats up your money. Like most people, they might get into real estate, they might buy like one property and then they notice how much money it takes and then yeah. it's like they ghost, they done. When real estate eats up the money, you just gotta know. And that's another thing that comes from having the right people around you that know the real estate game and know how to, you know what I mean, get hard lending and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. a lot to it. And what would you say is the biggest difference between the real estate and car game? Passive income. That's like, I'm sleep, but I know at the end of the day, like, I'm, you know what I mean? That's money that I know is going to, I mean, don't get me wrong, a tenant cannot pay their rent or something like that, but it's just, if you're not in real estate, I don't care if you got a save up for two, three years or fall off your feet to get into it. Real estate something you definitely want to get into. It's just, it's another stream of income and I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just getting paid rent or some people flip and wholesale. Like it's just, it's easy money. Let me say, what is, what is your goal? And are you trying to like, like you said, buy it and flip to get more money. Or are yeah. you trying to invest to have I mean, a lot of community that you own? Like, yeah, I mean, right now I just do like the rent and now okay. I am trying to like I got a few right now that I'm trying to get and I was gonna fix and flip. And like my dad, he got a few properties too. My uncle do too. So and they they he does more. Like my uncle just sold a property. He like fixed it up, like gutted it out and everything, fixed it up, sold it, made a profit. Like. It's it's different ways too. It's just every every house isn't made to be rented out. I should mm-hmm. say like you gotta look at the the money term of it. Like all right, but if I got this house super cheap and I know I can rent it out and get my money back in a year and a half, why, why wouldn't I rent yeah. that one out? Versus this one, I'm gonna pay a little more for it. I got a couple dollars into it. It's gonna take me ten years to get Do my money, money back, back for it. Why wouldn't I go and flip this one? Especially with the gentrification that's happening in the city with oh, yeah, the everything crazy, it's, right? going, it's a lot of everything, money coming in yeah always like right now i always tell people people like yo you're not scared with the pandemic and the price inflation i just be like yo if you know if you know yourself as like a person you know what you're capable of and you know your financial situation and stuff this is the time to take like this take is the risk. time to be buying stuff mm-hmm. and because it's only inflating right now. So if you, you might buy a little property that got more work to it than you would normally do, but look at the way property is right now. So right now you got that book to fix that and still sell it for a good price and make some money. So it's like, you can't really, I don't know that, like pandemic stuff, like, yeah, we are in a pandemic and a crisis right now. With prices and shortages and stuff like that, but it's just it's still it's just another yeah, like it's still ways to, to make it. money. It's just you gotta it's all in your head if you thinking like oh this is a shortage. Nah, you just gotta go and get it. Like it ain't you know what I mean? It's out there. Now, um, do you think your age intimidates people? Mm, I sometimes I don't know, like sometimes like I be trying to link up with people and do stuff sometimes. But sometimes I feel like I actually made a post about that a minute ago. Like I feel like my age and sometimes people see my like my dedication and hustle to things, they might be like, nah, he might pass me. Like I can't, you know what I mean? When really that's not the case. Like I look at a situation like if I can do this by myself and get it done in a year, or if I can split it down the middle and do it with a partner and get it done in six months, why wouldn't I do it in six months? You know what I mean? That's just how you gotta look at things, because sometimes people don't look at it that way. And how do you view yourself and your accomplishments that you made thus far? Like, are you pleased with it? Or are you like, like, I know I can still grow, or do you yeah. expect it to be here this quickly? Um, I would say I didn't really expect it to be here this quickly. Like, I kind of gave myself like a five-year plan, mm-hmm. which right now I'm only 
getting into year three. Mm -hmm. So my plan is still, you know what I mean? It's just all about your vision. Like I know what I want, where I'm trying to be. So yeah, people might look at me like, oh yeah, he's in a good successful spot. I mean, I am, but at the same time to me, it's like, I ain't, I'm nowhere near it. Like, and I'm only 24. So it's like, I still got so much. You know what I mean? Like I'm only, like I still got a lot more running to do. Like I still got to, you know what I mean? Now, what would be some of those goals that you're looking to still accomplish business-wise? Um, business-wise, I mean, like, for the car lot-wise, I do eventually want to get, like, employees. Okay. Like, probably, like, a salesman or two. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have, like, a well-rounded business, mm -hmm. but it just starts with the foundation first. So that's why I go so hard the way I do to get everything to the platform that it's at. So once I do branch out and stuff, I know, like, all right. You know what I mean? This is that. This is this. And I also, I mean, right now, I've been strict. Like, I still be playing around with the real estate. I don't say playing around, but I still be in the real estate and looking at properties and buying. But, but you're going in yeah, like, yeah, like, I'll be in and out of it. Like, I mean, I got properties rented out and stuff. Like, I'm making money off of it. But that's the good thing about real estate. Like, I don't have to be hands on. Like, I fixed up the property is good. All, all I'm doing is getting paid rent every month now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know what I mean? I can focus on this and still be making money from there, but I want to get the car business to a certain point where- You don't have to be so yeah, like where I don't have to be so hands-on with it. I mean, you always going to be hands-on. Anybody that loves cars, like buying cars to me is like an addiction. Like I, like I always be buying cars like online. Yeah, you know, right. Be like, I'm going to auction by the car. Y'all focus on cleaning. Yeah, like, yo, like, yeah, like even sometimes I'll be at the crib. Like they got online auctions. I'll be on there buying. Oh, still <laughs> good price. I might be on there two o'clock in the morning getting a deal. Mm -hmm. All because I'm up at two in the morning. And everybody else is asleep or something. You know what I mean? No, it makes sense. Um, my last question, pretty much is. Um, when people think of you, what do you want them to remember about you and the legacy that you're building? Mm, I would really say just a regular person. Like, I look at myself like I'm a regular person. Like, I'm not no better than nobody. I might be doing more than someone else, but like I always tell people, like, this can all end tomorrow. And that same person that you might have thought was behind you in front tomorrow, like, you just, that's what I always be saying. You got to stay humble and just stay consistent. And you know what I mean? Just stay in your lane because you never know, like, things happen. And I'd be like, even if all this would, the car lot and everything crashed tomorrow, I wouldn't even be upset with myself because I know the blueprint. I would literally go set up shop somewhere else. Give me six months, I'm back running. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just what it is. Is You know what I mean? Nice. I understand, man. Um, like I said, I think you gave the people a pretty good understanding of you as a person as well as your driving motivation and where you're looking to take the business. Like you said, you're only in year three and you pretty much hit a lot of uh, milestones that you know you were looking to do within your five-year mark. So um, just tell the people where to find you, the business pages, so that way you know anything. They need a car, come to Jeff. Yeah. Um, you can get on, well, we got Instagram. We got our website. Everything is Fine Line Auto Group LLC. Well, Instagram's Fine Line Auto Group LLC, and then our website is at you know www.finelineautogroupllc.com. Right. And we on Facebook too. So if you look us up, Fine Line Auto Group LLC. Fine Line is one word. You know we always keep our inventory updated. So just check us out. Free car faxes on every car that we got listed on the website. We provide a car fax with it for our customers. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's a good man, good dealership. Um, get with him. But again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk with us, and thank everyone for tuning in. Let's cloudy conversations. No problem.